What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brandon Tess, is your ex drinking buddy. I am your host, Brandon Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy old days. I am sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with someone and reminisce about the good old days. Most weeks I will be joined by, I guess, this week is no exception. All the way from New York City, Dylan Krasinski. Yeah. I love that, dude. What's up, man? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. Before we get too far into the episode, plug everything up front. I know you've got your podcast that I've been on, uh, social media, the whole deal. Let everyone know where they can find you. I love that, dude. We should start doing it in the beginning, too. Ryan Sickler. Learn it from Ryan Sickler. Very funny LA comedy. You always plug everything up front and then at the end. I love that. Well, at Dylan Krasinski on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. And I have a podcast called Troublemakers. It's out every single Wednesday. I do it with another comedian, Ray Zawadney. Friend of the show. Uh, uh, similar similar to this, where we tell just comics come on. They tell their craziest stories, whether it's getting arrested, traveling, uh, drinking, drugs, or whatever. It's a big you know? party. Dating, whatever. Yeah. No limitations. So, yeah. Yeah, I went on there to promote the one-man show uh, out. Out now on patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif. We had a good time. Oh, yeah, we did. It's yeah. always fun when I, because uh, no one in New York, knock on wood, has seen me drunk since I've been sober for five years. So it's always fun to go on those podcasts yeah. and then they go, wait, what'd you do? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I put my head through a guy's window because he was flirting with my sister. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> dude, you had the you fun loving, like, stories, hey, dude. guys, like trying to murder people. It's like, yeah, well, I got sober for a reason, you know? Dude, that was uh, the football party story is uh, one the of scar. the funniest stories I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I was just yeah. like, <laughs> it's my favorite one to tell. And I told it yeah. on stage is like my big close up for the longest time. Yeah. And then I had another comic come, you know, unsolicited advice come up to me and go, hey, um, Maybe you should ditch that story. Or no, they, she said, uh, one day you're going to stop doing that story. And I was like, that's impossible. I love the story. And then she goes, well, you know, people are l- laughing mostly because they're nervous. And I think we talked about this on your we podcast. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was just like, no, it's because it's funny. And then the more I did it, I was more in tune to looking for that. And I was yeah. like, fuck, she's right. They are laughing because they're nervous. Yeah. Don't you love that when a comic comes over and gives you a nice piece of unsolicited advice? And then they're right about it. And you're like, God damn yeah. it. In the moment, you're like, hey. Why don't you fuck off? Uh, <laughs> thanks. Don't be a huge fan. We've never had a conversation. Yourself. Why don't you go fuck off? I find myself doing that because I still, even now, I still go to a ton of open mics because I feel so free to not yeah. work. Like, you know, when you do shows, it's like I have to kill or I might not get invited back, even at like clubs around here. So I still love going to open mics because it's like, oh, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like if I have a yeah. joke where I'm like, oh, this isn't a, like I have a joke about my ex and we were talking about like the porn thing and the whole thing. And I was like, uh, 
I was like, oh, well, if I do this at a regular show, it could come off as like a he-man woman hater kind of a thing. Yeah, what's so, wrong with that? You but, know? So like I just I just do it at mics and then and doing it and being so free to do it, I've been like, oh, I can actually tweak this to make it yeah. a good joke. Yeah. Whereas like comics, especially at like my level, you don't have any room for error. If you do a show at a club and you no. don't crush, they're like, yeah. Get back to the open. Like, we'll see you in a couple of years. And you're like, wait, no, this is my shot. Yeah. Yeah. That has been another th- uh, another plug is uh, 7th Street Comedy. I've been running that with oh, awesome. uh, two, two of my buddies. That's been is running that, for about. Is that 77? It's uh, 95 East 7th. Okay. It's right next to 7th Street Burger in the East Village. Shows every Friday and Saturday, 830 and 10. Beautiful. Um, but that has been, I, I've always run my own show since yeah. starting comedy, like, I came up in Boston where there was just nothing. There was well, like one club. It. Let's get into it. Are we jumping it? in? Yeah. So tell everybody, yeah, getting into comedy because for the listeners, you um are a lawyer? Were yeah. a lawyer? Yeah. So I'm still a lawyer. Um, I do it less. It's like a Marine. Yeah. They can't take it away from you. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's in your blood. You know, you drink the water at a law school and you're forever a lawyer. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So how did you even get into, because I want to go back eventually, talk about like growing up, going to law school, all that, because we talked about it on your show, but I was poised to go to law school, took the LSAT, did the whole deal, and then just didn't yes, go. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So for you, though, how did you even get into stand-up? I started stand up um, right after. I, I, you know what? I did. I did like two, two, um, like Open mics, mics? Yeah. in in law school, and uh, so did you liked it a lot. But I just never. It was really once I graduated, I okay. started working for the DA's office, yeah. as a prosecutor, and that's when I started doing stand up. Okay, hard. so how did you even find stand up as? Because I've. Uh, I, had a lot of guests on and we've had the same conversation which is how did you even find stand-up it is such a niche thing yeah. and i know that just from being in it for so long and then also working at the restaurant when i people ask oh why did you just move to new york and i go comedy and they go oh who's your favorite comic and i'll say someone like you know bill burr and they go oh i don't know him i go well if you don't know bill yeah. burr then you don't know comp like what yeah. they're like what about like dave Chappelle?" and i go everybody knows dave Chappelle." or they'll be like what about joan rivers it's yeah. like yeah okay Sure. Steve Martin. Have you heard of Kathy Griffin? And you're like, yeah, I have. I have. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I went on a date once with a girl and uh, she said her favorite comedian stand up comic was Kathy Griffin. And I said, well, she doesn't really do stand up. And uh, (laughs) I go, she's not a stand up comedian, (laughs) which she doesn't. She's on the, you know, that show. Yeah. Uh, That date lasted a total of 20 minutes. Really? She, She literally I said, well, she doesn't do stand up, really. In a nice way. Yeah. I said it. I go, hey, you know. You want like that dumb broad doesn't know what she's doing? I go, well, because she was like, I, and then she said something like, well, I bet you just only like male comedians. And I, dude, I was such an asshole. I was like, no, no. I uh, I like this comedian and that comedian. And I just had to rattle off. You had off. to validate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is interesting when people like, especially the way I look, people, and I'm being, and being from Florida, people just assume I'm like a fucking hell yeah, good old boy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, actually. I, I at one point, I had a few comics on in a row on the show, and Drew Tessier, who's been on front of the show, runs a bunch of awesome mics around here, and then he started the Queer New York Comedy Festival. He goes, hey, Brennan, uh, your show's getting a little gay. Because <laughs> I had like three or four you know, oh, yeah, yeah, LGBTQ yeah, yeah, plus yeah. comics in a row, and he goes, yeah, it's getting a little gay. And I was like, well, if Drew's saying that, then- <laughs> Well, I appreciate that you saved me for June. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you... How did you even find stand-up? Uh, I, how does anybody? I mean, I was a fan growing up. Yeah. I just loved stand-up. 
But that's uh, what I wanted to, that's what I mean, because I just want to get specific. Because I yeah. found it, because my cousin, when I was 12, he loved Comedy Central Presents, and he introduced me to it. Yeah. And then I started recording them on VHS, and I would watch them like a million times in a row. Mitch Hedberg, Tom Rhodes, like back in the day, Adam Ferrara. Um, and then I was just like, oh, I love this, but I could mm -hmm. never do it. Because I would watch like Mitch Hedberg and I go, this is hilarious, but like, I don't, yeah. that's not me. And then I saw Dane Cook do his and I go, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. Where he rips his shirt off and pours the water. And I was like, yeah. fucking that. And from then on, I was like, that's what I want to do. And I know a lot of people talk shit, but to his credit, I messaged him back on like the MySpace days. Always, always messaged me back. Really? Yeah. That's why I've day, heard that about him. To this day, I'll be like, hey, man, just saw this. That's awesome. And he'll be like, thanks, Brennan. Like, I really appreciate it. And I don't know if it's him. I assume it is because he always says that's how I he mean, got it. I mean, now, especially, yeah. I think it's him. What else is he doing? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it's just one of those things where that kind of opened the door for me. So do you remember like when you were like, oh, I want to try this? Like, do you remember the moment? Uh, Yeah. I, so it's actually a weird uh, yeah, moment, I feel like. Uh, but yeah, I love the same. Comedy Central Presents. For me, it was I the guy I really connected with. I love Daniel Tosh. Yeah. Then like the early, before Tosh.0, when he had like that old Comedy Central Presents. Yeah, the, and then, the first, I think that was the first thing before everything took off. And then like Nate Bergazzi too, like early, early. I don't know if you ever saw it. He did this like special is that the one where he wears the puma shell necklace? He, maybe. And it's like a green or an orange yeah, backdrop. Yeah, and he, it, like, he doesn't have a beard. And it's just so good. And I remember I watched that like 20 times. Yeah. Uh, that was probably when I was in like college. Um, but I, I also remember think that's a big difference between people who like comedy and people who are like in it. Yeah. Um, it's like music where like I find this all the time. People go, oh, yeah, I saw that special one time. And I'm like, oh, you don't. Like the nuances, the little like there's some jokes you miss. Yeah. Even why I watch specials like over and over, even to this day. Like some comics are always like, you still go to like shows, and yeah. I go, yeah, man, I fucking love it. Yeah, even if I've heard a joke a million times, I'm still like, that's fucking hilarious. It is, yeah. So, it is true. so I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I think that's interesting. You said you watched it like 20 times because again, there's people where they're like, oh, I love comedy. I saw the Sticks and Stones by Dave Chappelle like 10 years ago, and I'm like, that's not. Yeah. Loving comedy. Yeah, loving is being obsessed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember I did uh I remember the I guess the first time I was like really into it. Dane Cook also. Yeah. Got, got obsessed with Dane Cook. because uh, I was high school, you know. It was like he was like our guy. You was know? it going around your high school like it was at mine? People oh, would yeah. burn CDs I'm, and like pass them out. And I'm stuff? 34. Yeah, so I'm thir I just turned 35. Yeah. yeah. So it was like the height. It of, was wildfire, man. Heart I remember I did was a huge deal. It was so good. And he's at Madison Square Garden. He was like the first, I mean, maybe since like Eddie Murphy, the first like comedy rock star. Yeah. Like he made And he cool. had bits about it where he yeah. said, I remember the Comedy Central Presents. He's like, he had a rock band set up behind him. Yeah. And he always said, like, I always wanted to be a rock star. Just like walk out and be like, no, 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 no. So great. And he became that as a comic. Yeah. So I remember in high school, I was in a public speaking class, like senior year, yeah. one of those like fuck yeah. off classes, you know, yeah. it was so fun. All my friends are in it. Elective. Yeah. And uh, we had to do a speech at the end of the <laughs> semester and everyone's doing like JFK, Abraham Lincoln. Era, era. And I asked my teacher and she was very cool and she was like, yeah, you could do it. Uh, and I did who shit on the coats. I oh, really? Like, yeah. I literally just did the bit. A bit. And uh, it was so cool. So fun. I guess technically Someone that's like. shit on the coats. First time I did stand up, basically, is that's just awesome. ripping off Dan Cook, and uh, I think I got an A. I, I don't yeah, remember. that's a great bit. Of course, I got an A in the class. It's who doesn't? Um, and then yeah, I started it. 
when I was in law school, I remember it was since then, it was something I always wanted to do. But it's like, ah, I don't know. Can I get on stage? That whole thing. Yeah. Well, and um, also you have like this whole thing in your life, which I can relate to. And I assume you went through the same thing where it's like, oh, if I want to be a lawyer, like there's certain things I have to do. Yeah. Like the first time, the first DUI I got, I was like, oh, I don't think this is going to happen. <laughs> As far as because you know this because we talk in the listeners yeah. know, but I've been arrested eight times and the first couple you're like oh my life is over and then after a while you just kind of get used to it and you're just like yeah let's go come on guys book it let's go come on let's move along yeah move it along um so for you you do the Dane thing and then you go into law school how so what where did you go for undergrad Siena College okay and it's then where in did you Albany go? and then I went to Suffolk Law School in Boston okay and then yeah. so yeah you said you started in Boston so how. So what are you, 26 when you're starting? Like uh, I was, starting? yeah, I think the first time I did it, I was probably like 24 maybe. Okay. Um, and then I started, started when I was like 25. Okay. That was after I graduated. But I remember being in law school and it was something I wanted to do. And I remember law school, you sit in these classes of like 100 people. Yeah. And you get like cold called. So you get grilled. They'll, you know, have a case and uh, the Socratic method. So it'll be like, you know whatever the case name okay what's the you know what are the facts what's the holding and they yeah. just call you and you got to recite this and yeah, analyze have have it case notes and everything in yeah. front of a hundred people and i remember being like to be honest in the pre-law society that was my favorite part it's not it's not because as someone once you get used to it yeah. it's fun because i used to just be like i'm a fucking school these cats yeah. man yeah but it is intimidating when you first start, yeah. right? A hundred people, everyone thinks they're the smartest person there. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone starts like, sounding like JFK. Uh, 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 uh. Exactly, dude. Especially so, in Suffolk. I remember after that. Oh, dude. <laughs> so many just like hard Boston people. Oh, yeah. You like fucking apples? Yeah, how about these apples? How about and you're these like, apples? all right, dude. <laughs> let's be a little professional. Dude, I've never sounded just ripping heaters with their fucking jacket over their shoulder. It's not your over fault. the shoulder. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Everyone's the amount of Goodwill Hunting intellectuals in Boston who sound like absolute idiots is <laughs> out of control. It I think should about be it, illegal. I think about it all the time because we get some very high profile celebrities that come into my restaurant, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, you're a trash person. Like, how do you? How are you this successful? You are a trash. Ah, let's go down thing. to Quincy and burn down the trailer. Like, we have people come in and they're just like, "Hey, Long Island iced tea," and I'm like, "Garbage people drink that." <laughs> and then someone will be like, "Do you know who that is?" And I'm like, "Ah, damn it!" That's so funny. Uh, but yeah, so when I was in law school, I was like. If I can talk intelligently about the law in front of 100 people, I could definitely be funny yeah, in front of for sure. 20 people in a bar. Yeah. So uh, I then went and found this open mic and did the open mic, did it a couple times. And then. So I want to bring really, it full circle. You yeah. said you started your own show in Boston because there was only a couple of rooms. Yeah. So we'll bring it back to that. So when did you decide like, oh, I want to start my own thing and I want to like really do this? Uh, I was about a year in. Okay. And a buddy of mine. Shout out uh, my friend Chris Nakis. What's up, he, Chris Nakis? Uh, he moved across to the West Coast, and he ran this open mic at this bar called The Hideout. And um, it was this little room, but it sat about 100 people. Oh, that's Very a cool. Lot. For and everyone listening, open mics are normally in rooms that like seat 50 max. Yeah. It was this long like train car room, yeah. and the stage was at the end. And I remember after we took it over, we moved it, and I was like, dude, we should seat it like the seller does, put the stage in the middle yeah. of the room, and it changed. The it became the best room in Boston wow. for a while. Yeah. So um, 
But that was it was a classic. I remember my buddy Alex, we ran it together for a year. And he was like, I was like, oh, we should start an open mic here. So we get to know. So you ran it as a show. Yeah. And then decided to start. So, no, I I originally was like, we should run this as an open mic so we could meet everybody. And he goes. (laughs) So when you took over the room, you were like, let's do it as an open mic. Yeah. And he goes, why would we do that? We should just run it as a show. And it was such a perspective change for me, because at that time in Boston, it was there was one club, really Mm -hmm. one. It was like two clubs and then. One bar show and all open mics. Okay. And it was like open mics were like the cool thing. Yeah. It was like being oh, wow, funny in cool. front of other comics was yeah. the thing to do. So in Boston at the time, because like we said, we're about the same age in Boston at this time, 10 years ago, <laughs> is it is it just comics going to the open mics? Because Boston's a basically, big scene. Yeah, okay, yeah. basically. Because I was going to say in smaller scenes, a lot of the open mics are actual shows because they're consistent. Yeah. So people know where to go and you don't have to pay as much as if you go to a club or a theater. Dude, no. This was like 50 comics yeah. would go Fuck and yeah. it sucks. The worst. Sucks. Love it. Uh, so when like, you can crush it at an open mic, you're like, I'm the most famous person ever. That's true, dude. None of it translates to a regular no. show because we're all dark and twisted. Yeah. But like the Scar story at an open mic, people are like, fuck yeah. You get a standing applause. Yeah, yeah. You get a standing ovation, dude. And then I tell it at a show and people are like, he's going to murder all of us. Yeah. I hate open mics, dude. They're the fucking horrible. It's weird. I also never, I'm not, my comedy is not dark as much. Yeah. So it does not. Connect at open mics and it just it's like regular it's like good comedy yeah and i hate it i hate it so much my favorite thing is when uh and this is going to sound like shade but it's just it it, it's something that not only humbles the other person but keeps perspective for me yeah when bigger comics who are past at like bigger clubs for some reason stumble into an open mic like whether they're in the area at the time or what or they're just like hey i got this new bit that i want to work on not like huge comics because they can do whatever they want at the clubs but like comics like that are probably like would say one level above our level you know like they're past at a bunch of clubs and stuff one level above my level um and they'll do like their like a host in the stand kind of jokes (laughs) and at a mic people are like get the fuck out of here like what is this and i'm like yeah, that's right, man. You gotta come with some fucking flamethrowers. You wanna play in, you wanna play in this yard. <laughs> it's the fucking worst. But dude. then you go see them at a show and they murder and you Oh, go, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've like, never oh, I've never done that at a club. Shit. Oh fuck. <laughs> that happened to me with uh I mean, obviously completely off topic, but I remember I was talking to Shane Gillis one time at the ten year anniversary of the stand. We were downstairs and we were talking football because he's a yeah. big Notre Dame fan. And Notre Dame lost to Marshall that year. And I remember because I played for FAU, go Owls. And we always lose to Marshall in Conference USA. And I was like, hey, Shane, you know, tough loss, man. Like, FAU always loses to Marshall, so I know how you feel. And he's like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and But I remember in that moment, I go, we're like the same guy. We both played college football, you know, me longer than him. But we're, you know, we're both like, f- yeah, like, yeah. like we're this, we could be the same dude. And then he went up and just destroyed. And I go, oh, we're not the same guy <laughs> at all. Speaking of specials that I've rewatched, I don't – I will say I'm a little different now where I like – I'll give a special 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's hard for me to watch a whole one. Uh, Live in Austin is one I've watched one of my favorites. 15 times. Yeah. Love it's it. the only special that I've watched repeatedly. It's so- and it's so good. Have you seen him lately? Uh, no. I'm oh really excited to I, see this I run new in, I don't, hour. Yeah. I uh I try to catch him whenever he's at the stand or anything, and it's so good. It's crazy. And I now I started doing that Trump. I don't know if you saw the, the clip TJ put up, but I started doing because he was so good at that Trump impression. Yeah. I started doing it, and people are like, "That's a fucking horrible." And I'm like, <laughs> "I 
gotta get it there, man. Dude, impressions just become impressions of, of impressions the impression of, impre- yeah, of yeah. the impression. So I want to get back. You yeah. you started the show and then you were like, oh, we'll do it as a show. And what do you mean by your perspective shifted? Like you were like, oh, we can just run a show? Well, because, yeah, I had this idea of, you know what it was? It was like, oh, we can just be bigger. Yeah. And we don't have to just do what everyone else is doing. We can do a better thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dude, that's, it was just a perspective switch. Absolutely. So we started charging money. We charged, we charged uh, like $10 a ticket when everybody else was charging $5 a ticket. Yeah. And I was like, well, we'll just make our show better. Yeah. And this is, I'm a year into comedy. I don't know what I'm doing. But um, you, you you knew the mechanics behind it. Something yeah. given has no value. So even when I do, like I tell people all the time when they're starting their own show, they're like, oh, I'll do it for free. I go, don't do that. Nobody make it $2, cares. $5. Yeah. Because what happens is if people don't pay, they're not going to respect or give a shit about what's going on on stage. Yeah. But if they pay, even if it's $2, they still paid money to be there. So yeah. then it, it turns into this whole thing. It's like I go to the Frantic show every Monday at the stand shout out because uh, it's a free show. And I like a lot of times after work, I'll get off around like 9, 30, 10, and then yeah. I'll just I work right next to the stand. So then I'll just I'll say hi to Joe, the manager, and I'll walk downstairs and I'll be like, yeah, if there's room, you can sit. And that's where I, you know, a lot of big comics will come and do that mm-hmm. show. But it's so bizarre the fact that it's a free show. That is people crazy. People get like loose and like will just talk and don't give a shit. And I'm like, whoa. And it's so fun to watch like these pro fucking veteran comics just destroy people because they're like, oh, it's a free show. Like, who cares? Yeah. And then they'll just be like, oh, I care, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. So you, and that was the whole idea behind the, the studio. Like, I moved here and my podcast was still in its infancy, but I was like, no, we got to. Make just make it better. When just you make it better, when you like treat things more seriously. You like other toward... people take it more seriously. Exactly. So yeah. So that's kind of been my thing with everything that yeah. I've done in comedy is like, well, you could just make it better. Mm-hmm. You know, just do it better. Um. So yeah, that's the basically show took it. off. And then, what oh happened? yeah, it took off. Yeah. It uh, it was in the perfect area. It was the perfect type of room. It was low ceilings, brick wall as the back. It just was really good. Now, are you when you first start doing the show? Are you barking people in, or how are you getting? People we there? we started barking. It, it, the advertising was a little different. You just put it online, yeah. and it would. It's different from here where you really need to like promote things. Well, yeah, because things well in the market Pay here for ads so and everything. Yeah. yeah, and back then it was this, one of those things yeah. where they they hadn't realized it was like, like seven years ago. Yeah. But Facebook and Instagram, it wasn't like like you would just promote stuff and people would come. Yeah. So yeah, then we would bar people it gets in. Buried if you don't pay for it. It was in Faneuil Hall. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with no. Boston. It's basically like, I, I'd hate to say Times Square, but it's like the tourist spot okay. of Boston. Everybody comes. It's not like as touristy. Yeah. But it's just all the bars are there. It's the place to it's go. It's a central hub. Yeah. Yeah. So it was right there. It was in the oldest, like the oldest restaurant in the in the country. Oh, Longest shit. running. It's like 150 years old. Terrible restaurant. Yeah. But just perfect. Like people would come in to see it. Yeah. So you walk down these stairs. I right was going to ask. Back room. Down oh, yeah. Basement. Okay. So and then we the had stairs. the whole bar. I'll show you a picture after, yeah, the, for sure. uh, after the show. But uh, yeah, it was great. We ran that for like three years. And then the bar shut down. They oh, like shit. closed overnight. The restaurant or just the, the bar? The restaurant. The whole... It was like five floors. The building shut down. Oh, shit. The next day, I like we got like a week's notice. We go out. I find a room like next door, which is in an upstairs. Just happened. The owner was there. I talked to him. He goes, yeah, I did a comedy show. I'm thinking about doing comedy here. And I go, perfect. Let's do it. And we, did you have to use your poll? Like, hey, we started a show over there. Yeah, I told huge. him. I was like, hey, we ran it over there. That place is closing. We're looking for a new place. Yeah. He goes, okay. 
Damn. And we ran it there, and that was uh, the, the White Bull up in Boston. Okay. So how long did, how long were you in Boston before you – like how long I was there in New York? five years in Boston, and I ran the shows for four. Okay. And then I moved here January 2020. Okay. And yeah. January just, 2020. Lived with my brother three months, Long Island City. We're having a great time. Yeah. World shuts down. I had a great pandemic. I don't know about anybody. Else. Oh yeah, dude. I was like my parents. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh yeah, dude. My uh, my family lives on Long Island, so I was just back and forth, yeah. hanging out. Like there was a point where I was just playing ping pong in the. Be- it was like Wednesday at like ten a.m. and I'm like, I text my brother. He lives uh, behind my parents' house. Yeah. His house is right there. So I was like, What are you doing? He's like, Nothing. I was like. Meet me in the backyard. Let's play ping pong. Dude, it's like noon. We're just playing ping pong, having a couple white claws, swimming, yeah. swimming in the pool. And I was that like, is the one thing that was, was pretty great. Super frustrating. Not frustrating. The frustrating is the wrong word. I don't want people to misinterpret it. But the one thing that I I kind of just romanticized about the pandemic was yeah. I was like, God, if I was still drinking. Oh, yeah. Like getting that unemployment, not having to worry about going to work. Because in Florida, we were only off for like three months. But still, yeah. it was like one of those things where it was like, God, that would have been fucking just three months of just watching fucking the West Wing doing shots every day. It like, was pretty nice. <laughs> was, I, you know, I didn't drink. It, I don't know what this says about me as a person, but I became like it, my best self during the Did pandemic. you really? Yeah, I stopped really drinking. I like just wasn't drinking a lot, you know? Yeah. Not now. I, you know. Ex drinking buddy, current drinking buddy Hell is yeah. me. I uh, my my drinking tolerance is probably the highest it's been right now. Well, let's get into uh, it. I want to talk about wild. It. When um, did you when did you first start drinking? Was this high school? I was late. You? I was oh, yeah. late. I started drinking senior year, like uh, summer, like going into college. Okay, yeah, I started know? drinking uh, after the football season my senior year. So probably like the I think it was of- we won the state. Uh, I went to Catholic high school, Long Island, St. Anthony's. We won the Catholic uh, oh, league state yeah. championship. Uh, so it was like after that, I drank a little bit on that night. Yeah, and um, and then yeah, a little bit throughout senior year, mostly summer going into. into so when you college. get to college, are you drinking like crazy? Or are you focused on like? Oh yeah, you yeah. Need, okay, so. I was like right in. I was always I was around drinking. I just never like. I never like. Yeah. I was a big rule follower. You yeah, know, I was too. always I like, was straight ah. edge through most of high school. Like I went. Yeah. I, I also didn't have a lot of friends. Like I say this all the time, but my siblings were far more popular than I was. Yeah. So like they would have house parties if my parents were out of town or like they would go to their friend's house. To Younger or older? Uh, twin and then two older. OK. And so but the, every one of them was far more popular than I was. And mm-hmm. I remember I was the I was such a fucking nerd, dude. I'd be like, you guys can't drink. Like, bad things happen when you drink. And they're like, shut up, nerd. It's like you knew. It's yeah. like you knew it was coming. And then <laughs> it's right. I do a bit on stage, but I remember when I was like like 13, I was at a, a family thing. And I remember my dad was like, or like we were someone was giving a toast, and I was like, I don't want to toast. You're all a bunch of alcoholics. <laughs> and then fast forward 20 years, I'm yeah. the one who goes to meetings and can't drink anymore. <laughs> Now my dad's like, hey, Brennan, remember that? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's a bad luck, dude. You yeah. should have toasted. I, I, I jinxed you myself. Toasted, yeah. So when you get to college, are you, do you know you're going to law school right when you get there? No. Okay. No way, yeah. dude. Nobody I, I went to law school because I was an English major. And then <laughs> I was just like, well. Yeah, political science. I didn't. I Dude, you know what, though? I think about this in my life a lot. And this sounds like very uh, probably privilege and stuff. Things just work out. <laughs> Things just always work out, dude. <laughs> Just, there's never been, I, I, 
things just happen and they work out. I remember I didn't. I applied for a job to work uh, an internship at Enterprise Rental Car. When was this? And this college? was going into my senior year in college. Okay, right. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. Which is so embarrassing, dude. Now I think I go. Jesus Christ. I was a good student, but I just like didn't get a job to rent cars unpaid, like to work in an office and get people coffee. Didn't get it. I worked for my uncle's landscaping company that whole summer. Yeah, you fucking Which did. was great, dude. I loved it. Long Outside, Island. getting ripped, tan. Oh, yeah. Long Island working at these just multi, multi-million dollar homes in their backyards, watching their like hot housewives like walk around. Yeah. And I remember in that moment, I go, fuck this i go i am never doing this again oh really i was like and that moment i was like i'm going to law school oh shit and, uh yeah and i um i took the lsats uh that fall and i started you know i took a, a course and all that shit and then um uh yeah and then got in yeah. i remember i i did uh i had just because i was playing rugby i just like hurt my leg yeah and i remember going that going into that summer um going into senior year i went on all these interviews with like a full leg brace that's what i want to talk about yeah uh, so, so yeah why did that kind of connects how did you pick up rugby i just dude i started freshman year okay i was a football player in high school yeah so rugby attracts rugby attracts uh football players and soccer players yeah so if you're not good enough to play at the like D one level, uh, you just play rugby. Yeah, uh, play club. Yeah, and it's great. It's I did so both. Fun. I pl- I went to FAU for football on a partial scholarship, but then I was playing rugby in the off season to stay in shape. Oh shit! And then when I my, didn't know that when my coaches found out, they were pissed. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, rugby fucks you up. They were like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> we need that type of mentality on this team. <laughs> hey. But yeah, so I, because uh, shout out Tobin Thompson. He uh, was a few years older than me, but we went to high school together. Um, and dude, that guy was an animal. He played linebacker, yeah. middle linebacker, and he used to always walk around the locker room and be like, what fucking kind of dog are you? <laughs> fucking psycho in high school. He's we grown had... and he's become a very mature, outstanding yeah. citizen of society. But back in, Dude, back in the day, you we were all scared of Tobin Thompson. And then I probably shouldn't have said his full name. Whatever. He's a big <laughs> listener. Shout out. What's up, Tobin? Um, and then I remember when I got to FAU, he had been there for a few years. Yeah. And I had no idea. And we ran into each other. And he was doing club rugby. And I was like, that checks out. That totally yeah, checks dude. out. Dude, people who play rugby after college, I'm like, are you a lunatic? <laughs> Are you crazy? Well, I grew up. You're in an da- adult. I grew up in Daytona, which had like the best rugby team in the state of Florida for a long. That's where like Perry Baker's from and all shit. that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like rugby's a big deal. Like in we were uh, we were big on uh, the Seattle rugby team was a big drinking team yeah. that liked to Let's play talk rugby. About it. You know, so, that's what we were. How did you break your leg? That was my my junior year. We played. I <clears throat> I lost like a bunch of weight. Yeah, uh, going into my junior year which was great and i i became like a fucking athlete i always say that like i'm an i'm i'm an athlete with like 30 extra pounds you know <laughs> like i Dude. pick things up like i can fucking juggle i'm i'm good hand eye like i can pick up deal. golf and just fucking yeah. do it i play once a year i break 100 you yeah. know like I say it all the time. Natural athlete. I can ski. Yes. Natural athlete. Uh, Dude, I get on the ice and like ice skates. Yeah. It takes me like one lap and then I'm like, oh, we're going now. Rollerblade, skateboard. I can do the whole thing. Yeah. Just like uh, good enough. Yeah. You know? 
Um, to where you could be around people and they'd be like, oh, have you been doing this for yeah. a while? Like lacrosse. I, I remember like picking up lacrosse by myself, like in high school. And I, I did the uh, same. What's good wrong enough with us? to like try out. Yeah. And then, but I was still like just fat and slow as shit. And I did not make the team. Natural <laughs> athlete with 30 extra pounds, yeah, baby. Love you it. know? Uh, but uh, so were you still trying to like play the old style when you were bigger? Like, how did you break your leg? So I lost some weight and I used to play prop and then I lost a good amount of weight. So I moved to flanker. Yeah. But I still had like some of the best hands on the team in terms of throwing and catching at this point when I was a junior and now it was faster. So my buddy used to play scrum half, which is like the quarterback mm-hmm. of if for anyone who doesn't know for the uninitiated. <laughs> yeah. We and we had this big spring tournament and I was like, coach. I was playing it in practice a little bit, like fucking around. And I was like, let me play scrum half. Come on. Come on. And uh, my buddy is the scrum half, but I was straight up. I was like, I'm better than him. Come on, dude. I'm fucking bigger. I'm faster now. You think you're better than me? And I got better hands. Come on. Let me play. So literally, he's like, all right, Dylan, go, go. It's like the third game of the tournament. You know, we're already eliminated. This is like a consolation game. Yeah. I go in. I, uh, it's I'm literally in for like five minutes, you know, I'm, but I'm still having fun. You know, I'm playing. I'm getting used to it now. Game speed. Uh, ruck happens. I, you know, we get possession of the ball. I put my leg in, you know, I put my leg in to yeah. rake the ball out and I got my foot like on the ball. I look back. I check. Is my back line Weird, set yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. I look at the, at the ball. I check my line one more time as I like am going to go down and pick up the ball and throw it out. I. uh as I'm looking back, I feel the ruck blow up and my heel gets stuck in uh, the glass and I just hear crack, 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 crack. Uh, and I like just go down. And I was like, I thought I shattered my leg in half. Yeah. Luckily, dude, it literally my knee just literally bent 90 degrees the other way. So it was the tendons and everything. I thought ACL. I ended up uh, getting ahead of ourselves, but like nothing was broken at that time. It literally just bent my knee the opposite way. And um, I tore my MCL, which is the one Mm -hmm. interior, which is the only one that you don't need surgery on if you don't completely tear it. So and then I broke the tibial plateau, which is the which is where it connects plate that sits between the force like. So it just snapped that. Yeah, it just cracked it in half. So I had to walk around with a brace uh, for like, you know, so you're six out on months rugby. of my yeah four months of my junior year. And then so are you still partying and stuff with the brace? Oh, yeah. So, dude. So this happens. We're like four hours away from the school. OK, <laughs> we're like up even are further you? upstate. Yeah. And my coach is like, all right, so I can take you to the hospital right now. We're almost done with the tournament or, or we or, can ride the bus yeah. back. Are you really going to make everyone fucking wait here for you? <laughs> so, so, dude, I was like. I was like, now I feel like the anxiety in me. I would be like, we got to go right now. Yeah. But then I was just like, nah, nah, I'll just wait. So I start drinking beers on the bus, dude. My my knee is like, you know. So you're like, so you're just, are you, what are you doing in the moment? Like just trying not to move it? Does it hurt like a fucking bitch or it, like what? It was so, it was killing me, dude. And then I took like some like painkillers, yeah. kill, not painkillers, but like Advil, basically. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. And then I start slugging beers yeah, and uh, we take the two, three hour bus ride back and I'm calling my uh, girlfriend at the time and she's like, okay, I'm going to meet you when the bus pulls up. We're going to go to the hospital. I was like, all right, all right, I'll see you in a, you know, Couple an hour, hours, yeah. whatever. 
So we get back. And at this point, we're already the bus ride back from a rugby trip is great. Yeah. Because everybody's just slamming. What do you want to lose? Everyone's like, we don't fucking care. So we pull up to the school. It's already like. 7 30 8 o'clock whatever i'm already like 10 beers in okay and now my i'm i'm not gonna go to the hospital and miss the rest of the yeah, party you're having a party so my girlfriend's there and she's like all right i got the car let's get you and she had like crutches for me Aww. and i was like oh it's so nice and i go thank you so much but um i'm not going to the hospital <laughs> and she was like what i go no 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 i'll just go tomorrow dude you're like leo dicaprio on the wolf of wall street i'm not fucking leaving <laughs> yeah dude i'm not fucking leaving uh so i ended up just like partying she was so pissed she was yeah. like do, do not text me tonight do not call me i'm not hanging out with you if wow. you don't go to the hospital and i was like all right fair and i was like i'll hang out with the boys yeah so i just go broken legs are for the boys dude i remember it started like uh it was still like march up there so it's still chance of snow it started snowing at one point so i'm just like limping around and Finally, security, they were like driving around. They were like, hey, do you need crutches? And they were, I was like, sure, sure. <laughs> so then I'm like slipping all around. Dude, it was so bad. So bad, dude. I go to sleep. I woke up the next morning now hungover. I pull my covers off. Dude, my knee is it's the size of a basketball. Dude. It was so big. And I got, I literally call my girlfriend. I go, I think I fucked up. <laughs> I think I messed up. Was she there? Was she there for you? Was she like, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, she okay. goes, she goes, I'll come get you. Let's go to the hospital. Yeah. I remember because I called her after then. She's like, don't call me tonight. You're not staying over. And I was like, a couple hours later, I was like, hey, are you awake? And she's like, I told you not to call me. <laughs> I was like, but she picked Fuck. up. She did. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I mean, I have- that was uh that was a uh, and then I went and he was like, yeah, why? I, he goes, when did this happen? I go. Yesterday afternoon, 20, 28 hours ago, <laughs> he goes, why didn't you come to the hospital? I go, I don't want to miss the party, dude. What do you say? He was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> My girlfriend's sitting there. She's like, I, I know, dude. I know. Dude, we used to have this thing. Uh, it was called the pig. And then we had a guy on the team called the pig master. Yeah, dude. When the team was created, we're talking like a piggy bank, a yeah. plastic piggy bank. This is how disgusting rugby is and traditions and everything. It was this huge thing. It used to hold, I think it was like 13 beers and the slot you would drink out of the mouth and there was a, uh, the foot had a hole cut in. And after every game, we would pass it around. It had never been washed. The team was started in 1973. That's disgusting. And after every time you would run water through it, but it was never, no soap had touched it. And I used to think it was the coolest thing, dude. You looked in, it was black, black with mold. Dude, the first time you drank out of it every year, you would get sick. You would oh just you would get God. a cold. Yeah. <laughs> so Rugby bad. players, man, they're nuts. I love that, dude. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was so much fun. I remember just it was a blast. And then I like I said, going into my sophomore year, one of my, my running backs coaches was like, Are you your fucking mind? <laughs> He's like, I know you're not gonna probably ever play because it's D one in South Florida. Yeah. He's like, You'll probably never play, but do you really want to risk not playing because you were playing rugby with your buddies? <sighs> Yeah, what a mess, dude. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Plus, there's more prestige that comes with playing football at a D1 school. But after I got my eighth concussion, I was like, maybe rugby was the smarter <laughs> fucking choice, man. I'm going to die at 50 now. Yeah, dude. I, also, you meet the craziest dudes. I remember there was this dude. I don't know if I should say him. Who cares? Hainer. Hainer. He, he looked like. Uh, Shouts out, Hainer. He looked like Sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> hey, you like, guys. Like, literally, he like looked like him. Dude, the guy was insane. He was insane. And I remember we used to have to, he was a senior when I was a freshman. Yeah. And I only had to play f- with him for a year. And then you, you forget, 
there was an alumni game every year. <laughs> Dude, playing him like four years out of college when He's I'm still like doing it? 21 yeah. and he was like 25. I was like, oh, this guy's got now like older man strength. Yeah. Holy Grown shit. Grown man strength. Dude. Yeah. But some of my best tackles came in that alumni game. Really? There was a kid. Did you light people up? Dude, there was one I remember. This guy, he was he was a nice guy, always nice to me, but everybody hated him because yeah. he was a dick. He's dead now, I found out, which is crazy. I told the story like- Don't be a fucking dick, I man. told this story like six months ago, and I was like, what's this guy up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I look it up, and it was like in memoriam Facebook, and I go, get the fuck oh, out of yeah. here. Dude, he was always uh like juiced up, like big, like- <laughs> That's how he died, actually. Right, right in the wrist, dude. <laughs> Uh, always juiced up and he used to um, he came back for the alumni game see I didn't see that coming when you said bodybuilder when he said he was a nice guy to you I thought he was like some scrawny like little kid no so he was oh but then he was kind of a dick because all the older guys of his year hated him hated that he played rugby but he was big enough that he would get by and he would the coaches liked him Um, but dude I remember we played him my uh, junior year alumni game I was like fuck fuck the alumni game this sucks dude Mm -hmm. but now I'm a junior so I'm like starting and I was like fuck we gotta play yeah and I remember this guy gets the ball and he's running at me and rugby is not a run him over sport no it's usually like a it's not football you gotta like juke and move yeah yeah. so I remember there's a lot of finesse to it yeah this guy's I'm five nine you know five nine and a half and this guy's uh he's like six three probably big dude like fucking solid like you solid but even like yeah. yeah like even more jack yeah jack and that, i'm dude. like fucking like jacked. bodybuilder jack yeah, yeah. dude and uh i remember he gets the ball and he runs at me and i see him and it's only me to like save the try yeah and uh that's a touchdown yeah and he runs straight at me and i see him look at me and he's instead of juking and running he makes this i read his eyes and he's like i'm gonna fucking run this bitch over yeah and i was like well here it is, dude. I just this is why we play the game. Natural born athlete, dude. I get low and I literally just wrapped his knees, picked him up, and just dropped him on his back, <laughs> dude. The crowd, all my the boys, crowd goes wild. It was nuts, dude. It was one of the most exciting moments of my athletic career. It was. Uh, dude, people went. He got up. He was pissed. He tried to like swing at me. Yeah. And one of my buddies, Lurch, always has my back. Jumped in and like fucking threw him away. Yeah. And uh, but I was like, it was a perfect form tackle. Fuck. Perfect yeah, form tackle. I remember. Probably, it didn't even hurt. You know. Yeah. When, it, you, when, when it, you get like, it right. Yeah. I remember. It's like a cushion. My best moment came in practice. 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 Um, it was my freshman year, and it was just at FAU. And I remember we ran a play 236 power O, which is where we we ran a lot of – we ran a pro-style offense. We ran a lot of like dives and yeah, power yeah. O and stuff like that. And 236 is where we fake the power O and then normally – because I normally I block. I block. I block as the fullback. But on 236, I fake block and then I go out to the flat. And I will never forget fake – Fake the block, like just like, um, just barely like touch the yeah, defensive yeah. end, and he's like, "Oh, I got around Brent. He's a little bitch." And I come out in the flats and I catch the ball, and I and this is practice. Like nobody yeah, gives yeah. a shit. It's practice. But then I practice. turn up the field, and I was like, "Oh, everyone bit on the play act. Like there's <laughs> no one around me." Great. And just fucking sprinted down the field, and I'll never forget. Shout out to Darian Thomas. I was inches from the goal line, and I was like. Don't ju- it's pra- like don't jump out like don't look like a fucking asshole. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I'll just run into it. And Darian was fat. He's a corner, but he's fast as yeah. shit. Came flying at White me. White guy. No. 
And right before I get to the goal line, just smashes me. Yeah. And I didn't score. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. But that was like the I never fucking I was so funny. Every dude. Saturday or every Sunday we would have a to- the toilet bowl scrimmage. So all the starters would play in the the game on Saturday, and then the next day, everyone who did not play at least like fifteen snaps in the game would do like a scrimmage. Yeah. And I remember that was that's where it happened. I never I wore the same socks to every toilet bowl moving forward because I was like, these are my lucky socks, man. Dude, I did the same. These I would always wear a uh, – I got a – in high school, I had I got a Scout Team Player of the Week t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, one of the weeks, which was big honor, you know. Huge. Played for a, played for a good high school. Never started, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I wore that all during rugby. It's got—I still have it. It's got holes in it. It's got blood on I've it. I've got the yeah. I've got yeah. the uh, the 2007 Sun uh, Sun Belt Championship uh, shirts that they gave us after yeah. at the, after, before the bowl game or after the bowl game. And I still wear that fucking all. It's like torn apart. And yeah. I'm like, I kind of don't want to wear it anymore because I'm like, I kind of want to like put this in a frame or something. Yeah. Um. So I want to talk to you about. So you drink all through college doing rugby, and then when you get to law school, do you? This is a big common thing in law school that i hear about did you go like nuts with the stress and like just getting hammered all because it's like yeah. work hard play hard kind of a thing in law school is that was that your path that you found kind of yeah i mean i i took law school very seriously especially in the beginning that first year yeah because you're it coming the, from that landscape thing where you're like i don't want to fucking do this yeah so. and it was like the first year like i've always been able to just get by like i said yeah. everything works out everything you know out. i've always just been able to get by like without studying without really working that hard um i've always been like a a, a 90s yeah you know low 90s student kind of thing and then i remember thinking like so mad fuck if that. i just tried dude i could have been 4.0 um, i remember i barely got through high school but i didn't do anything like yeah. i would i was just i, I was I, for a very long time i was a really good test taker so as long as i showed up to class and like took a couple notes i would just dude, i never crush studied tests. i never i never studied, studied but that's I what just... i'm saying is like as long as i showed up and took notes during class yeah i would never have to look at them again and then we'd go sit down and i just just I'd crush tests. So I'd get yeah. like high B's, low A's on tests, no studying, just to, like I said, taking notes during class. But then I would do no homework. So I ended up with like C's That's because so I was funny. like, I'm yeah. not doing fucking busy work. And then when I got into college, college, when I went there was built for that because it's you two midterms and a paper. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, or it's a midterm, a final and a paper. So I was like, Oh, there's not like bullshit busy work. Yeah. Dude, I fucking the first two years until my alcoholism and drug addiction got real bad, I fucking murdered yeah. Kyle. I was like, this is built for me. <laughs> so when Dude, you- that was a big, yeah. I was I'm a big wait till the last minute. Yeah. Every paper I wrote in college was written. Adderall, found Adderall in college, and I was like, dude, dude I can wait till eight hours before it's due and yeah. finish this. I was a big, oh, it's due uh Wednesday at 10 a.m. I was like, we're starting the time was 8 p.m. on Tuesday night. The time was a huge thing because they'd be like, oh, it's due at 11.59 on Wednesday. And I go, I don't even need to start this till noon. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was bad, and I would stay up did all you night. Do, yeah, did you do any supplements to stay up? Like, were you doing Adderall? Or uh, cocaine no, or I didn't even know about Adderall. My brother had like just gotten on Adderall, yeah, and uh, but I I wasn't. I remember I took it once to like study for the uh, to take a practice LSAT. Yeah, and I was like, I don't like this. Oh, okay, it's just cool. not working. For so, me. what were you doing to stay up? Like, right in the just, page, co- just coffee, coffee and, yeah. soda, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, get like a Mountain Dew, like <laughs> in the yeah. middle, cold red Mountain Dew. Yeah. Spider monkey. Whatever. I was like, I need some caffeine. Yeah, let's do Um, it. So then you get to law school and then you're obviously a natural athlete. It just comes to you naturally. Natural athlete. So what do you, what do you, what's that first year like in law school? Are you like buckled down? It's great. It's, uh, it's horrible, but it's great at the same time. It's, it's, you're in, you learn how to study, right? 
Uh, it is also the place where I found out uh, all lawyers do cocaine. I had no idea, you know, how many just do cocaine, law school, and then lawyers. Um, and I was like, well, huh, interesting. Uh, makes sense. And uh, yeah, but you just you we work so hard during the week that once like Friday, Saturday hit, you just get crazy, crazy. Yeah, crazy. I remember the first time this was. I, I also like I went straight from undergrad to law school, mm-hmm. which a lot of people do, but also not a lot of people do. I took a it's semester like off half. thinking it was like I was like, oh, I'll take a semester off, turned into a year, turned into like, oh, I'm not going. Yeah, to yeah, law yeah. School. I kind of knew that if I took any time off, I wouldn't go. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who have that college mindset still. So I remember my roommates. It was one of their birthdays. This is my first year of law school. Right. So college, if it's one of your roommates birthdays, it's like Fuck, this place is going to be awesome. Yeah. This weekend's going to be sick. I'm getting out of class right away. So yeah. I I this left the library thing, like yeah. early and like I get home at like five o'clock, which is like early, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm waiting for everybody. I start drinking. Um, I start making myself martinis because <laughs> you're know? a fucking lawyer now. I'm a fucking lawyer. So I'm sitting in my north end apartment <laughs> above, you know, the uh, which I'll tell you that was the. There was a club called the Gemini Club below my apartment. Yeah. It got raided by the police. It was the last stronghold for like the Boston Mafia. Holy like the shit. last dudes. I remember I met the dude so many times. He was so nice. It looked like Tony Soprano. Because he murdered like, people. how are your parents? How are your parents doing? I was like, they're, they're good. All right, they're Tell all right. them I said hello. Met my dad once moving in. Hey, we'll take care of your son up there. I will say it was nice. No homeless in the North End. No Fuck vagrants. No. Are you, you kidding know? me? They, they chopped those people up and sent them. <laughs> they sent them to the. They them put the them river. in the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, start so making martinis. Martinis alone, having like you know, and I'm like, no, this is nice. Huh? You drink it up. What, what's the martini choice? The uh, vodka. Uh, I don't even remember. Dirty martini. Okay. So it's, they basically eventually just turn into I'm drinking a glass of vodka, vodka. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Uh, olive juice in it. It's so funny when people try to be fancy, like at the restaurant. I'll be, yeah. they'll be like martini. I go vodka or gin, and they go vodka. I go, okay, do you want to do it with a twist, olives, dirty, straight up? Like, how do you want it? And Extra they go, dirty. Well, no, a lot of times they'll just go, oh, just straight up, no fruit. So nothing in it. And I go, oh, you just want a chilled glass of vodka. <laughs> that's that's where you're getting. Like, what? Ugh. I'm confused. It's gross. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. I mean, that's what, when I was real big in a drink, that's what I would do is just do shots. Yeah. I would get a water bottle filled like halfway with water and then I'd put Gatorade powder in it. You got to stay hydrated. Of course. And then I'd put the other half would be vodka and then I would do shots of vodka and use that as a chaser. Yeah. But I'm a full-blown raging alcoholic. So when people come into the restaurant, it's like, you just put it, you're doing what I did. You just put it in a different glass, asshole. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, I remember three hours later, I'm sitting there by myself, two, three hours. They they eventually come back and I was like, where the hell have you guys been? They were like, "Uh, the library. And I was like, fuck, dude, now I'm like wasted. We go out. We go out. You still went? Yeah, dude. We it was one of those ones. I had like five martinis at this point that are just straight vodka. You know, it's like 10 shots of vodka. Yeah, because it's like by myself. It's bigger than a shot. Drinking alone. Yeah, I get in the cab. It was before Uber. So it was like cab. We drive out. We go to this club for my roommate's birthday. They get out. I've already got the spins. All right. No. I've already. I'm already oh, no. spinning in the cab, dude. I go. Everybody gets out. I go. Hey, take me back to where you just took me. I go home, dude. I just start throwing up yeah. in the back. It was horrible, man. Horrible. <laughs> That's the worst. Is when so I drink a lot, and the the worst thing that ever happened because I throw up. Drop of a hat. Yeah, I yeah. don't mind throwing up. The spins. Yeah, because you can't get rid of it. Like, it's just like, I don't like you lay down 
And there were times I remember when I had alcohol poisoning and stuff where I was like, I cannot move my body because the second I move a little bit, my fucking head would start spinning again. <sighs> and those – Is that a sign of alcohol poisoning? The spin. I'm not sure if it's a sign of it. I just know that like I would have to drink that much to get the because I could do a lot. Like because I get the spins. Do you get them easy? Uh, not easy. I gotta have like you know if I have like 13 white claws, I'll get the spins. Yeah. See, that's the thing is 14. Thinking thinking back to my drinking career, I didn't get the spins as often as I think other people did. Yeah. But when I got them, I was I was done. Yeah. And there was very little that could take me out. Like I would just throw a puke and rally. I would fucking do coke. I would like do yeah. anything to get going again. But if I got the spins, I was like, I'm fucking, I'm out, I'm out because I can't stand up. You can't walk. Like you can't do anything. Yeah. You just constantly feel like you're going to throw up. Like you're on a fucking. It's the worst. I hate it so much. The only thing that cu- they say, throw your leg over the side of the bed. Yeah. That's what they say. But so I don't know. Way. That just never works for me. Either. No, I fucking, I have no, idea. I just fight through it. The and worst I go, is falling fall asleep. asleep with the spins. Oh, because then I have nightmares that I'm in a plane like spiraling out of control. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh it's... no. I my thing is fight through it, fall asleep, and you'll be good. Okay. No, I mean that makes sense. I wanted to ask you. So we have a little bit of time. All right. Um, we can probably do both. But if you had to pick one, do you want to talk about the subway bully or the drunk? Oh, I'll pain? tell you that one. So this is a quick one, okay. but uh, well, we might be able to get. So, both. dude, and it's not really drinking, but I, I've, I've been saying this, dude. Nothing in New York City. It's like. Kids are the scariest kids in New York City, and nobody is meaner than like a, a a young black kid. Nobody cuts to your soul more than a kid that just like they Do just you have that a lot. You can just see your insecurities. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. So a couple like couple months ago, I was on the train, and um, it's like eleven o'clock at night. And I get off the train at my stop and there's a group of kids like, you know, 12, 13, 14 year old kids hanging out in the train. And they're just like, you know, making noise or whatever. Yeah. And they're having fun. And I got my backpack on. Right. So it's kind of like pulling my shirt kind of tight. <laughs> and I walk by the train door and this kid goes, hey, man. And I go, I look at him and he go, I go, yeah. And he goes, y'all better take care of them titties. <laughs> And I was like, get the fuck. I was like, dude, his friends are going crazy. They're yeah. laughing. And he's like, yeah, fuck you. The doors closed. The train just leaves. And I was like, this is a fucking nightmare, dude. I thought about that for a week and a half. Dude, <laughs> I, I still think about it to this day. I left the laundromat. Same kind of thing. Group yeah. of kids after so school. So mean, dude. Just going crazy. And But I remember I have my headphones in. Yeah. A lot of times I don't listen to anything. You just put them in so people will ign- So if you ignore people, you don't seem rude because you're like, oh, I didn't hear you. So I have my headphones in and same group of kids, probably the same kids, uh, <laughs> same kids. I'm what, but this is when I used to live in Midtown with my ex and I'm le- we had to go to a laundromat. So I'm leaving the laundromat and I've got all my laundry and it's like three subway stops mm-hmm. away. So I'm walking to the train and I hear one of these kids, I hear the kid turn to the other guy and go, Hey man, what about him? You think you could take him in a fight? And I'm just walking headphones in and I'm like, I'm going to have to fucking, I'm going to have to murder some 12 year olds. And then the other one goes, nah, man, he looks like one of them crazy ass white boys. And I was like, <laughs> Respect. That's when you turn Respect. around and you go, God damn right. <laughs> <laughs> but I just kept walking and I was like, oh, this could turn really bad. You know, oh, that's so funny. Local dude. at six, local comedian slays four African-Americans. I'm like, I don't want this. Dude, Ray just told me a story about these two kids that were, you know, slapped him in the like slapped him on the head when they were riding his bike. And he was like, he's like, dude. I'm going to, and he was like, what the fuck was that? And they were like, yeah, keep walking, fat boy. (laughs) And he was like, my thing is just be embarrassed and be like, I'm a fucking, I got to go to the gym. But his was like, I'm going to fucking chase these motherfuckers down and beat the shit out of them. Murder you. It's like, yeah, right. You got to end up on the news. Yeah. 
And that doesn't look good. No. Um, but yeah, the other one. I've had, are you a big peer? Yeah. When yeah. you drank, where when you were drinking? Yeah. I never I would was pee myself all the time. I never was, but last summer I had like a Uh-oh. string, dude. Where like a I string a string of peeing incidents. Um, the one, the one I uh, is <laughs> my my um my niece's baptism. Oh, I got no. the drunkest that so I've ever. How did this gotten. even happen? Uh, this was, we were at an event, we were at like the party yeah. and we're drinking whiskey all I'm So drinking- wait, what, so take me through this because I, I have two nieces, but I've never been to like, like we go to their birthday party, excuse me, but I've been sober most of their lives. Yeah. So for you, it's like, all right, so-and-so is getting baptized and you're like fucking loaded up. Let's go so, Long Island City. So my, my family likes to drink and then my sister-in-law's family is, they're all Polish. Yeah. Most of them are from Poland and so have you know moved what that here. Means, and they love to drink. They yeah. love to party, which is the best, right? So any family event is a fucking party. Party. You know? So we like go to this uh, like a hall. It's like so a are back you room at a church? bar. Okay. Well, you go to the church and then okay, it's so like, this is then after. you go to the bar. Got it. So are you drinking during the church service? No, or you, no, okay. no, no. But then you have okay, a Okay, first of, of all, don't get so... <laughs> it's not uncouth. Jesus turned water into wine, okay? Yeah, he he's liked, a drinker. He liked to party, so don't... The, the Lord is a drinker. I reject your immediate... No, no, no. <laughs> Dude, so, uh, yeah, you know, maybe a little sip or two, uh, you know. But, so you go to the hall afterwards. So we're going to, like, a back room of a bar. We have a thing. So I'm drinking whiskey, like, all day. I'm having bourbon, you know, little, you know, little. shots of bourbon. So tomorrow, I'm already getting drunk, yeah. you know. And Are you uh, pulling it from a flask, or are you just, like, No, it's, shots? like, open bar, okay. just on ice. Yeah. I like a Maker's on the Rocks, you, you know. Go. That's my drink. And um, You should try Templeton. That's really good on the Rocks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, I also, I stopped drinking beer a while ago. Yeah. So now I just drink, like, Seltzers and be honest with you about something. Yeah, I was never a beer or wine guy. I do like wine. I like a red wine. I like a a huge liquor guy. Yeah, Kanane has an awesome joke about it, and I won't butcher it. But it's basically like, why would you like take the slow lane on the interstate when you can take a spaceship (laughs) to get to where you want to go? It's true. But when I first started drinking liquor and I stopped drinking beer, I was like. Oh, I was drinking, you know, tequila sodas like they were Bud Lights. Yeah. And I kept waking up and I was like, why what am happened? I so hungover? What ha- why did I black out? I only had eight tequila sodas. <laughs> it's I, like eight Bud Lights. Dude, I wouldn't be drunk. I love, I loved liquor versus yeah. beer. Because beer, I had bad experiences like in high school. Like I remember one time we played Circle of Death and we had the waterfall. I don't know if you have yeah. a card. You play, it's a drinking game of cards. But we did the waterfall. And I was the last one. Yeah, and I yeah. remember I chugged the whole beer and I was like, easy. Because Natty Light's like drinking water. And I was like, easy. And then I went to burp and just burp <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't like this beer thing. And I think so a lot good. of it has to do the first time I got drunk was on 99 Bananas. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is – I did two of these and I feel great. Yeah, yeah. So you're drinking all day. We're so doing drinking them. all day. And then um, my, uh, you know – Everybody's there. We end up going back to my brother and sister-in-law's house. I was like, after party at their house. So like the one behind your parents' parents house. So like they all come back and, um, some, um, like my brothers and my friends are there. Right. And we're hanging out and my cousin and, uh, his fiance and also a friend, family friend of ours went to Siena also. Yeah. So same college. So we're all kind of like connected on that. And, um, there's this game that my buddy uh my buddy invented with his friends it's so dumb it's this song and every time the song comes on once you're in the game you're in for life yeah once the song comes on i'm not going to tell you what it is you gotta crack 
an open beer and finish it by the time the song stops playing. So how like, long is the song? It's like three and a half minutes. Is it four a song minutes. that we all know? Probably not. Okay. Um, but it's Who's it's the- so serious to the point where like if you're in the game, you carry like an unopened beer with you at all times. Do you have one on you right now? I don't, which is why I'm not going to tell you a song. Um, but that's that's true commitment, though. You're like, I would rather not tell you the song yeah. because if I told you and you were like joking around but played it, I would have to go get a beer. Yeah. So like I got invited into the game that night. Oh. So we play the I we end up playing the song like five times. So I'm already like six, seven. And you're already drunk. In, yeah. And now I'm like, you know seven white claws in because i'm tr- drinking the, the white claws digits, yeah dude i end up falling asleep on the couch at my brother's house wow. i wake up like i woke up uh peeing in the corner of my like, niece's bedroom no it was horrible dude no! i like woke up dude and my brother i was like i like woke up so it's not yeah. like i was black out i was sleeping and like you know you dream yeah and like you're like you oh, think you're peeing. in a bathroom yeah I literally like picked a pillow up uh, on the chair as if it was like the toilet seat and just pissed everywhere. Dude, was anyone in there when you woke up? Uh, I mean, my nieces were sleeping. Ah, <laughs> Dylan! So bad. Dude, I was like, I woke up in such a sober panic that I like took my shirt off. I started like mopping it up. And uh, then I walk out. My brother goes, he walks in the house. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I don't know. I think I might have accidentally. So did he know? Oh, my God. He didn't know? I go, I think I might have accidentally peed uh, on the floor in there. And he goes, I I asked him the next day. He goes, oh, yeah, I knew exactly what happened. (laughs) But he was cool about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He goes, he goes, next day. Cause then I texted him and I go, ah, I like, I was like, I gotta go home. I went home and he's like, uh, I woke up horrified yeah. the next day, humiliated, hung hungover, over. like so hungover and humiliated. I got the anxiety, you know, that was what me did the I next do? Day the scar story. Yeah. When and my I woke brother, up the next morning, I was like, the whole oh. family comes to the house. Everybody's there. We're hanging out. And my brother, intervention. I go to the, yeah, basically I go into the next room and he goes, oh yeah, you, uh, you, you peed on the floor last night. And I go, oh my, I'm so sorry. And he goes, ah, don't worry about it. Dude, ah. goes, I threw uh, I threw it downstairs. You know, I just well, wash it. No big deal. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. So then fast forward a couple months later, my sister-in-law never knew the story. Yeah. So she's Brother at covered. They came it. to the show. And this ties into um, I know we got to wrap up. But yeah, uh, this um, my second P incident yeah. was I met this girl after a comedy show. We hung out, hit it off. I ended up visiting her in Minnesota. Jesus. And a couple months later. And uh, we still in touch, you know, and I went out with her and her friends. This is the third time meeting her. Yeah. And went out with her and her friends and they're getting me so drunk. We're when drinking. Is this? this is you said a couple months this after. Is, the... This is summer now. Okay. So it was like spring last spring, the maybe baptism? a year ago. And then like last summer. OK. Um, If I'm getting my timeline right. And uh, so you're just getting hammered. We're drinking whiskey all night. They keep like they're bartenders, like two of the guys are bartenders. So they keep ordering shots from this bar. I'm getting so drunk, dude. And I can drink a lot. Yeah. And uh, some would say you have a problem. (laughs) Possibly. So, dude, I go in. (laughs) uh, I go and like we go to bed that night and we're going to the Minnesota State Fair the next day, which I wanted to be sober for. I was not. Uh, Dude, I woke up three in the morning. Um, four in the morning, whatever time, and I had pissed all over my underwear in this girl's bed oh, that no. I had met. This is the third time I'm meeting her. I just came out. This is the second what night happened? I'm staying there. Dude, thank God. What did I say earlier? Everything always works, works out. out. I fell asleep in my underwear on my back without any covers on me. 
dude, I woke up and I had just peed enough where none of it touched the bed. Get the fuck out of here. It was only my underwear. I literally like quickly got out of bed. Are you kidding me? I look, nothing is wet on the bed. I go into the bathroom. I rinse my underwear out. I throw it in my suitcase, like all the way at the bottom, put on new underwear, go right back to bed. Nobody knew. <laughs> Nobody knew. Get out of here. She comes. This girl comes to see me in New York like four months ago. Yeah. And uh, comes to a show. My brother and sister-in-law are at the show. I finally tell her the story about peeing her bed in yeah. Minnesota. And she's like laughing so hard. And she's like, why didn't you say anything? I go, because it's That's the third time we met and I'm horrified. So then I also, then Lucas, my brother, tells her oh. the story of me peeing in my niece's room. Yeah. So my sister-in-law was like in the bathroom. She comes out. And like an hour later, this girl goes, oh, well, like Dylan just told me about the Minnesota peeing my bed. And then he told me about peeing in your house. And she was like, what? What? I was like, oh, my no, 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 God, no, no, no. dude. No, 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 no. Come on. No. Was so your sister-in-law mad? Um, she was like, no, she wasn't. Yeah. She wasn't. Uh, Thank God. But um, it was horrifying, dude. dude. I was so embarrassed. That's a great way to leave it, man. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Thank you for coming on, dude. Plug dude, everything one more time. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. At Dylan Krasinski on Instagram, YouTube, D-Y-L-A-N-K-R-A-S-I-N-S-K-I. Um, and then, yeah, my podcast, Troublemakers, uh, every Wednesday with uh, comedian Ray Zawadney, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. If you can't find a podcast at this point, yeah, I mean, what yourself. the fuck are you doing? Uh, but yeah, dude, thank you for having me. That was dude, super this fun. Was fun. Uh, at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the one man show, patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif. Thank you all so much for listening. We're back, baby. We're back at Gotham. Love it. And we'll talk to you all next week. Good night. Good night. Dude, that was fun. Dude, that was great. <laughs> <laughs>